Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Kelly Center. We're on the road this afternoon. We're at Fuzzy's Taco Shop here in Midtown Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us around the state, whatever affiliate you might be tuned into or online. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. We've got a great show for you. About to talk to the play-by-play voice of this weekend's baseball opponent, Western Kentucky. Randy Lee will be joining me momentarily. Lee Applewhite, the Assistant Athletic Director for Development on the show, and we're also going to be talking to the guys uh, here from Fuzzy's Taco Shop. What a great place. We haven't been down here in about a year. We're really happy to be back, and uh, we'll be talking a lot more about Fuzzy's a little later in the show. But first up, baseball. Of course, it's a baseball weekend at the Pete. Western Kentucky in town for a four-game set with your Golden Eagles. It all starts today at 4. The Friday night game moved from 6 to 4 o'clock in an effort to join uh, beat weather. And then the doubleheader of seven-inning games will start tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Randy Lee is the play-by-play voice of Western Kentucky University. Uh, he graciously joined us here on the Eagle Hour today. And first of all, uh, Randy, thanks for your time. I'm uh, delighted to be here. Thanks for the invite, Bob. All right. Well, the Hilltoppers come in 18 and 18 on the year, 500 in the league as well. Uh, so you played a lot of competitive baseball uh, so far this spring. What the, what will Golden Eagle fans see tonight, Randy? What what has been the strength and, and even the weaknesses of uh, Western Kentucky to this point in the season? Well, Bob, it's been a different kind of year uh, for this program. Just about everything they thought they had going into the year, they don't. And maybe the things they felt like they had weaknesses in, they aren't weaknesses. Um, you know, from the beginning of the year, they have a new first baseman, a new second baseman, a new third baseman. This is from the starting lineup in the opening weekend. A new right fielder and a new center fielder. And the catching, uh, the catcher tonight is back in the starting lineup, but he lost his job uh, for much of the season. And in the starting rotation that the, the fans will see this week, only one of the four that are starting were in the starting rotation when the season uh, began. So it's been one of those kind of years. But uh, you know, John Pawlowski has uh, you know, made a lot of changes, and the team right now is playing its best baseball, and it's all because of their pitching and defense. Uh, they've got a good four right now, really good starting four of Cates tonight, and then Bergeron and Turbrack, and Stoffel, a freshman, stepped up, and he's been ter- terrific in the last two weeks in the Sunday games. And then defensively speaking, they've only made three errors the last two weekends in conference play, and last weekend their only error – was on the uh, 96th out of the, of the weekend, which is the last out with the two nine innings and the three seven inning games. So that's how they've been competitive here, uh, you know, in conference play. The change in the lineup that you described is that something the coach uh, put into effect to to find the best combination to get his team playing at its best? Yeah, it was to find uh, 
first of all, we had some issues at the beginning of the year on the right side of our infield. So they decided to make a change there. Uh, third baseman who got the nod at the outset of the season was a true freshman. He's a great fielder, but he wasn't hitting. So they moved Matthew Meyer into the starting lineup there, and he's, you know, he's been hitting over 300. Um, so that those were the, the early changes. And then later in the year, they just weren't hitting. So they decided to, to give uh, Matt Carlin a, a chance, uh, Jesse Carlin a chance in right field. And he has come through right now. He's their second-best hitter. And Jackson Gray's been really good all year. Right now he leads the conference in batting average and on base percentage. And, and as of lately, he's been hitting a lot of home runs. He has four home runs over the last two weekends. And then the changes in the starting rotation, quite frankly, the, the number one starter that they thought they were going to have you know, had a terrible start. He's not even pitching now at all, even though he's on the team. And uh, you know, they had some changes in the bullpen. Bailey Sutton, their ace reliever, was down with an arm problem. Well, at least he's back now. He pitched last weekend once, so they've got a really good, uh, you know, closer now in the bullpen. And and another uh, pitcher who stepped up is Ryan O'Connell. Ryan couldn't get anyone out. I maybe through his first six appearances, he's a transfer from Alabama. I think teams are hitting 500 against him. Uh, but over the last probably month, he's uh, turned in to be someone who can give you three innings of relief work, and he's been really good. So. Uh, uh, but, but it's been pitching in, in defense because this team, other than Carlin and Gray, are, are not a good offensive team, or, ha- or at least have not been a good offensive team so far. Randy, Luke Johnson here. Thanks for being on today. Going back to that uh, to that point, you know, the Eagles this year have seen a lot of production. One through five, and I guess over the last two weeks, six, seven, and eight have really come along. And, you know, you're batting 257 as a team, and so it seems as if uh, the top half of the lineup being kind of pulling their weight. And I know Coach uh, Pulaski this weekend wants to see the, the six through nine hitters do probably better. So it, it's kind of the same, you know, offense uh, as, as a pitching rotation. You look at it, and if you get through the top of the lineup, you feel like you got a good chance down the rest of the way. Yeah, you know, there's no doubt about that that's been the case with WKU. I mean, really, other than you know, Carlin, Gray, and Meyer, and all those three hit in the top five of the lineup, and no one else has really been consistent uh, at all. A couple of big bats, you know, Davis Sims is a preseason first-team pick. Uh, Davis still has not hit a home run, and he's hitting in the low 200s. Uh, I mean, he's a, he was a three fifty three hitter a couple of years ago, so... Uh, Richard Constantine, who was a over a 300 hitter a couple of years ago, uh, didn't come back in shape uh, after the pandemic, and that's hurt his game. So he's been way down. So yeah, they're just trying to find ways uh, to score enough runs to you know to win games. And thank goodness their team ERA right now in conference is number one, and it all has to do with that starting foursome now of Kate Bergeron, Turbrack, and uh, Stoffel. We, we've been asking, really, coaches and, and uh, radio guys this from, from the conference, what has been Western Kentucky's reaction to the four-game uh, series? Uh, you know, uh, last week Southern Miss had to play a doubleheader because of rain and, and uh, on two straight days, and you guys have been playing four games and, and through most of the season. What's been, I guess, the fans' reaction and then, of course, the most important, the internal reaction from coaches and players? Well, I don't think anyone likes it, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to continue if we get out of this pandemic and go back to close to being normal. Um, I think you know we'll go back to having maybe some midweek games, which helps 
you know, uh, younger players or maybe get, you know players who don't play a lot or pitchers who aren't pitching on weekends at least get a chance to you know, work on their craft and maybe work out some kinks in the armor and be able to help the team on weekends. So I, I just don't, I don't think anyone likes it, and I, I don't think it will continue. Randy, this is uh, Kelly Sander. Based on what your your analysis of the of the Hilltoppers, and you've obviously seen them all year long, and our analysis of Southern Miss, they talk about matchups. Uh, based on what you've told us, that the Toppers are not hitting the ball very well as a team. Southern Miss is pitching the ball wonderfully. Based on that, this is probably not a great matchup for Western Kentucky. So. No, I, I, it never has been. You know, we haven't played Southern Miss a lot, but uh, only two wins in, in 12 games. So this is certainly a case in baseball where, you know, the Golden Eagle program is better than Western Kentucky's program. And, uh, I mean, you know, in, on paper, it's it's the same way again this year. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the, the chance that they will have, meaning WKU, is if these four starters uh, continue to pitch the way they've done and the bullpen's been good too. And if they don't make any errors, now this is a turf field that you know. Thank goodness they were here and were able to work out on last night because this turf field is nothing like the turf field the Hilltoppers have at home. It's twice as slow, and the balls don't bounce nearly as high. So we'll see if they're able to play defense as well as they've been able to play with a different kind of turf. But they'll have to pitch extremely well. They're going to have to play great defense because you know I just don't see them scoring a bunch of runs here. It's you know they're going to have to win games by scoring. You know, less than five runs a game. And the final question I have, Randy, is actually diverts from baseball to football. The fan bases of Western Kentucky and Southern Miss and football have developed this uh, special dislike <laughs> for each other the past three that. or four years. Is that <laughs> 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 yeah, it is that the football rivalry has developed into into something intense? Is that what's your perspective? Well, honestly, I didn't know that because I stay off Twitter, so I don't know anything about what goes on. Uh, my, my, my social media outlet is Facebook, so I don't go on Twitter because I don't want to get in trouble. So I don't know what goes on Twitter, but honestly, until you guys just told me that, I had no idea. Um, I, I don't I don't hear that from our coaching staff or our players, and uh, all the broadcasters get along great uh, between Southern Miss and WKU, but I had no idea there was uh, – that kind of a uh, disdain for from the fan base. I mean, what's that all about? We we were laughing, Randy, because we thought you knew what we were talking about. Yeah. But yeah, there's oh, there's not. been some. No uh, yeah, there. Well, we appreciate your your uh, your honesty with that. All right, Randy. Look, man, we appreciate you coming on our show this afternoon. Uh, wish you guys. Uh, hope you have a great staff. I was about to say I wish you luck, but I I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> I just hope you have a wonderful stay here at Hattiesburg, and I hope the rest of the year is very good. Thanks a lot, Randy. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Have a good day. All right, Randy Lee's the play-by-play voice of Western Kentucky University. We're at Fuzzy's Taco Shop here in Midtown. Must mean the virus is gone because we're back at Fuzzy's. Had a great lunch. Looking forward to talking to the manager right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
And welcome back to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour, broadcasting live this afternoon from Fuzzy's Taco Shop here in Midtown, right across the street from the Southern Miss campus. I want to thank Randy Lee, the play-by-play announcer for Western Kentucky University, for joining us in the first segment. Assistant Athletic Director Lee Applewhite on the show in a bit. But right now, we want to talk Fuzzies. We've got Trey Ziegler here. He's the manager and one of the partners here at Fuzzy's Taco Shop. And, Trey, first of all, thanks for having us down. You guys always treat us to a fabulous lunch. We really appreciate it. Uh, I just want to ask you how the – I know the last year has been rough for the for the restaurant business. I'm glad to see you guys open and, you know, people inside eating – Describe what the last year has been like. Well, it's uh, certainly uh, certainly difficult to describe. It's been very, very challenging. Uh, I have been in the industry for 25 years, and I've obviously never seen anything like it. Uh, you know, but uh, real proud of what we were able to do through the pandemic. Our, our team really stepped up. We were able to pivot and, and be flexible, and uh, now uh, as we've gotten through the worst of it it seems uh business has come back strong and uh we are uh we're glad to be here good well today's great because they moved the baseball game up to four o'clock so people can go to the baseball game after the baseball game come across the street and have dinner at fuzzies absolutely come see us before and after right all right talk a little bit about now now you're back running we see a lot of people here eating a lot of activity inside of your restaurant what are some of the things you guys are doing now that the public needs to know about well, we've got uh, a lot of uh, good, uh, I guess, festive activities during the week. Uh, our bike night on Monday nights has become really robust. Uh, trivia with uh, Kelly Sanders drawing huge crowds on Wednesday nights. Mm. Uh, and anytime we have a home baseball game uh, with our fine, fine baseball team in action, uh, it really packs uh, packs it out in here. And uh, everybody's in, uh, you know, before and after the games, watching the other games. Uh, just uh, been a a really good uh, start to the summer so far. I wanted to ask Trey about some of the things that that you guys have pivoted and changed during the pandemic. Are are any of those things that you implemented here to stay? Is was there a different way of learning how to do business that might have been better? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've certainly uh, become very good at uh, the takeout uh, option and the, and the curbside option. Uh, really uh, streamlining that. Um, with uh, technology really stepped up for us during the pandemic uh, with platforms like OLO and, and, and Waiter uh, and all that uh, will obviously still stay in place. Um, and then other than that, we're just uh, anxious to get the dining room back to normal and uh, people conjugating. And yeah, I, I guess in any situation there is a silver lining. So the, the streamlining of the of the outside delivery service other than, than being in the in the facility itself yeah. mm-hmm. is probably a good way to go now friday is also all day uh happy hour yep. and 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 uh burrito burrito friday right? yep yep uh, our food special on fridays is uh our burritos they're only uh six dollars and then our uh our famous happy hour we do it all day on uh on fridays we call it fuzzy friday and uh it uh it'll pack them in and we'll have a, we'll have a good time today Troy, does, does kelly really come down here on wednesday nights and do your trivia he really does, and, and Bob, I got to tell you, we have a blast. We really do. It's it's not like your your regular trivia where there is a definite answer. Okay, right. it's called pub poll trivia, and the way it works, it's um, there's there's a show that Steve Harvey hosts on in the on game shows. It's kind of like that, 
I don't know if we can actually Family say the name. Team. Well, you said it, right? I, I couldn't say it. But that's the way it is. You get together with your team. You can have as many people on your team as you want. You can actually use your phones, too, because it's not going to give you the definitive answer. Right. And they have an independent polling service where they'll ask you a question like, uh, name name something that would be considered a soft food. So you get together with your teammates. And right. I said soft food because it's your age. You're right. accustomed that's to those. That's what I ate a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, prunes, uh, mashed potatoes, uh, pudding, you know, yeah, things like that. Like and then you write your answers down, and then we compare it to the to the I copyrighted, see. and you get points for that. You know why you made a great decision there, Trey? Because I've said this to Kelly. He has more useless information in his brain than any human being I have ever known. He is the perfect man for the job. <laughs> and they really show up here with him being here? Oh, we, man. You oh, he packs them in, let me tell you. <laughs> if he ever says he's going to show up in the tinfoil aluminum suit, yeah, just call it off. That. Just don't postpone it until next week. Now, they do, they it's do, an ugly sight. They do us. have me roped off in the corner so that I can only get so close to the Southern Miss co-eds. So. <laughs> for good reason. For good reason. Yeah, yeah. But it is a lot of fun, for That's sure. Right. I'm glad to hear that. You're right. He is the perfect guy for a job like that, isn't he? The way this facility was designed, too, Trey, because the garage door can lift up on days like today. you got the patio going here where if people prefer to sit outside, that can help with the pandemic as well. You know, if people want to social distance, eat outside on a nice day like today. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, was really a, a big plus for us during the pandemic to have this space and, uh, obviously, the garage door that opens out to uh, – to the outside, and uh, it's obviously very popular and still available. Now, is that is that unique to Fuzzies across the country, the garage door, or was this facility designed that way specifically? Well, Kelly, I'm a good thief, and before we uh, built this, I looked at uh, maybe 40 or 50 other Fuzzies, and uh, that was something I stole from uh, some of the other designs that I saw. I thought it was a really good idea, and uh, it's been really good for us. So. Now, Midtown is real developed now, right. but you guys were the first we were. to come down here. Talk a little bit about what Midtown has meant for your business and what your association with the athletic department means. Well, the uh, the association with the university and and the athletics it's the it's why we're here. Uh, you know, when the spot became available, uh, we were really uh, really liked the concept and. Uh, the ones that we looked at had done real well on college campuses. We told ourselves if we ever find the right spot, then uh, this will be a good fit. And when this became available, it was just a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, being the first one to open, uh, being the pioneer, few few errors in our back, but, uh, you know, we're we're pretty solid yeah, foundation that, that now. Yeah, that took some motzy yeah. <laughs> to be the, <laughs> to be the it, first one. And it, it has paid off. i got a, a great friend. He'll be at every single game this weekend, massive Southern Miss fan. He lives back here in Midtown. And they they bought their their house before all this came about, and he just happened to check property value the other day, and he was blown away by all of this addition here right across from university. It has just really helped Hattiesburg. And actually, some some of the older Southern Miss fans probably remember Elam Arms right, right? here, Catfish mm-hmm. Fridays right here. Mm-hmm. Where so we are? Is this so? Is this where Elam Arms sat? Yeah, so it was right, right right back, kind of towards right Hotel us, yeah. Indigo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we would always, as football players, go over there on Friday. We wouldn't go to Hillcrest because they cook fried catfish on Fridays. But it's a, I had a, I had a shredded brisket burrito today. And one of the things that I always come to, to Fuzzy's for, um, so much, my wife loves your, your salsa, and she's a big salsa guru. But there's not that many places where you can get, you know, a, almost a Tex-Mex flavor with brisket. And brisket nachos, I'm on a halfway diet right now, and they'll laugh at me by, by saying that. 
But the, the your brisket, your brisket is phenomenal. I had it today. It is a very good product, uh, and it uh, it really uh, enhances our tacos and our, and our nacho and burrito lineup. Uh, it's one of our probably most more difficult meats to prepare, but uh, it's certainly worth it. And and your wide variety of flavored margaritas. For those that might enjoy. He keeps going back to the margaritas, Trey, I've noticed. I'm guessing that's what he works for on Wednesday night, pretty much. I'm old enough to drink. My goodness, I'm three times the age you need Correct. to be legal to drink. I know, Kelly. I know. But I mean, that doesn't mean you have to drink three times as much, Kelly. <laughs> that's a great point. It's old on him. He just ruined. Busted. I just ruined my day. That's a great I, I thought point. You had to, that's a great point. Watermelon is my favorite one, but you've got all different uh, flavored uh, margaritas. Yeah, absolutely. Strawberry is really popular. As we get into the summer months, the mango really starts to take off. And we have a, a, a pineapple, so we call it our Dole Whip margarita, and it's really, really good. And you got Cinco de Mayo coming up uh, another week or so. That's, yep, uh, yep. You have to, you know what? You have to look that up, Bob. And, uh, yeah, I'll look uh, that up when I get It's Spanish yeah. for May 5th. Is it? So, okay. okay. Can I Google that? It's, it, you, I think okay. you probably can. you got to have your okay. data on on your cell phone, though, before okay. you can do Well, you fix that for me, and I appreciate that. <laughs> but I'm sure that's one of the biggest days of the year. It is. It is, and we're excited uh, for uh, Cinco coming up in a couple of weeks. It's going to be on a Wednesday this year. We'll have live music. and. Uh, Are we doing trivia that night or no? I think we're going to uh, forego push the trivia a week. Okay. But, uh, so, but, uh, so you'll have to buy your margarita that <laughs> Bad news. No, no. Worth every penny, let me tell you. All right, Trey, in a minute we got left. Fill in the blank. The number one meal at Fuzzy's Taco Shop is? It is a taco plate. Taco plate with your choice of tacos. For me, it would definitely be the uh, the California heat with the grilled shrimp and the bacon, Ooh. the spicy sriracha lime sauce. Ooh. But, uh, yeah, the, the taco plate's real popular. You get to try a couple of different tacos, a couple of different sides. Get a good variety there. Number one drink at Fuzzy's Taco Shop. It's that margarita, that frozen margarita, and followed closely by the uh, strawberry-flavored frozen margarita. I might have to have a watermelon margarita. <laughs> well, it is a great weekend to come to Fuzzy's. You can come before the game at 4 o'clock. After the game, since it's an early start, you can come over and have a drink and have dinner. And uh, we hope that everybody listening to us today that wants to go out after the game will come here. Trey, we appreciate very much you having us here. We want to invite you back at the end of the show to do the Conference USA baseball picks. We know absolutely nothing about what we're picking, so maybe you can give us a right in. (laughs) All right, Trey Ziggler, everybody, is the manager and partner here. Fuzzy's Taco Shop. Lee Applewhite joins the Eagle Hour next from Fuzzy's. Hang on. Eagle Hour live today at Fuzzy's Taco Shop in Midtown Hattiesburg. We're getting ready for first pitch just about two and a half hours away between Southern Miss and Western Kentucky as the Hilltoppers come to town to take on the Golden Eagles. Jake Cates, 3-2-2-9-2 ERA taking on Hunter Stanley. 5-1 Hunter is with the 2-3-7 
E-R-A, and that's going to be coming in just a little bit. We're happy to be on side today. The whole crew here, Michael back in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg uh, producing, but Kelly, Luke, and Bob out in front of Fuzzy's Tacos. Just a couple of news and notes at the CCSA Outdoor Beach Volleyball Championship. Southern Miss won this morning. They uh, defeated UAB 3-2, to advanced to the second round where they're taking on uh, Georgia State uh, at the moment. No live updates on that, but uh, we'll bring that to you if we're able to later in the program. Softball uh, this weekend out in Denton against North Texas. Men's tennis ends their season this morning at the Conference USA Championships falling to Florida Atlantic. Happy to have joining us here. Now, he's got a new title. This yeah. man is a frequent guest of the Eagle Hour. Lee Applewhite, last time you, uh, you, we talked to him, he didn't have this fancy title now, but Lee Applewhite now the assistant athletic director for development. I mean, two lines on the business card, Bob Getty. I'll say that. And he wanted you to refer to him as Mr. Applewhite. Mr. Applewhite <laughs> now joins us for real. Lee, thanks for uh, for stopping by. I saw you when, when Trey was talking about lunch here. You were fist pumping that taco plate. No doubt. Was no it good? Doubt. That's what I had today. That's good. So we're we're talking because we're in a we're happy to be back at Fuzzies. Uh, hadn't been here in a year, and so there's hope coming out. Pete will be uh, Pete Taylor Park will be rocking today. Let's look back for a minute and talk about you know the challenges uh, that you face, the university face with with fundraising during a pandemic, and uh, just talk about kind of recap the last year for us in that way. Yeah, and thanks for having me today. Um, you know, I'm I'm a frequent listener to the show as well, and appreciate all you do. <clears throat> um, it was we, we we almost had to push the pause button for a little while, um, you know, because it was, you know, an unknown time. Nobody knew what was really happening and what to expect. So what we wanted to do, uh, especially through the first several months, is to um, just stay in touch with our with our donors, our Eagle Club members, and our donors. So we just, you know, checked in with people on a regular basis. Our entire staff. Every day, that's that's what we did. We we really didn't actively fundraise. Now, obviously, if somebody wanted to make a donation, we would gladly accept it um, because we needed uh, donations. But we didn't want to hound people during that time, so we, we just you know we 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 care about our donors and we wanted them to know that we do. So we just tried to stay in touch with them, and you know we did a couple other different things and that that we still are doing now uh we started a uh, eagle club spotlight um every monday uh we we put it out on our, on social media or our outlets and we uh, you know we we uh spotlighted a eagle club member you know folks that have uh have been with us for a long time our our uh, our fans that uh you know that we know care about southern miss and and do everything they can to help us so we 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 spotlighted them and you know since our athletes weren't able to compete we we tried to spotlight some athletes so we tried to let people know get to know them better so there for a while you know there we were we were not in the office we we worked from home and um you know obviously continued to uh, uh take care of the everyday operations but you know, as far as fundraising, you know, there were no visits. You know, we couldn't take donors to lunch anymore, anything like that. Couldn't have events. Uh, so it was tough. It, it really it really was, especially for a guy like myself. This used to being out and about and, and, and sitting with our donors face-to-face and visiting with them every day. 
uh, it, it, it was a lot different. And uh, but, but that's the main thing we tried to do at first was just stay in touch with them. I want to compliment you on one of those Golden Eagle member spotlights. It's hard to get a good picture of Jody Lott, but you did your best uh, when, when you did his. <laughs> Bob, hard to get a good picture of Jody. Almost impossible. You must have brought in a professional photographer we had to. from, yeah. from yeah. some other part of the country mm-hmm. to accomplish that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They just cropped, cropped the number out from under his chin and got it from... <laughs> <laughs> And I bet he's listening. You, <laughs> you, know, you know that he's listening. Uh, Lee, put in perspective the importance of, uh, of people supporting the Eagle Club. Well, it's more important than ever right now. You know, the, the Eagle Club is our scholarship fund, which everybody knows. And, and, and right now we're, really, we're ma- really making a push for that. There's some excitement out there with uh, everything kind of starting to stabilize. And uh, with, this, with this new football staff, Coach Will Hall, uh, you know, it's 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 very important to join the Eagle Club and buy season tickets right now because, you know, the Eagle Club as supports scholarships, but what it does is it it kind of opens up funds for us to use on things that we need right now. So it kind of offsets some of those costs. So you know, I I challenge every person that is a Southern Miss grad or fan. Yeah, to, to join the Eagle Club and buy season tickets right now. And Lee, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a step further, so it doesn't sound so self-serving on your part. I want to encourage all Southern Miss fans. If you've been an Eagle Club member and you've been at level X Y Z, move up, mm-hmm. move up a notch or two. Statistically, the older you get, the more money you're making. All right. So don't don't get comfortable with whatever level you're at. Give the next one or the or the next two up because you're you're is, making. Is more that money. what happened? I mean, we, we heard Center made all this money, and then we heard of this meeting between Mr. Applewhite and Kelly Sander. Is is that? Did you move up? Is that I, what happened? I, let me tell you. I bet on which we can do now legally at the casinos. I bet on Hideki Matsuyama to win the Masters. You guys are. I called it right here on this show. He wins it, and I gave some of my winnings. Did he really give some money, Lee? He did. He did. Kelly Sander. He Kelly Sander did. gave. He got a new car this week too, Bob. I mean, I don't, it's, I don't know. I don't know what's he. Now, because Matsuyama won, I had to buy a Honda. <laughs> but, so, <laughs> so, so I did, and I gave some of that. I got us off track with uh, that. Yeah, I, I apologize. Uh, and let me let me just say, it wasn't the first little level either. I uh, know. Did I, he actually give you some decent? Money? He did. I was very, Kelly I was Sam, very happy. You were you were dumbfounded, weren't you? I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> I, I was I was excited. Which were you more excited that I handed you the check or that the check cleared? I'm, I'm, <laughs> that would be the bigger issue with my history. But there, you know. there is a lot of. I've got to warn you about taking a check from Kelly. <laughs> there's a lot of excitement right now. Eagles 14th RPI in the country right now today, and uh, we'll talk about this more in the fourth segment. They really need to sweep in order to kind of continue on that. But man, as how have you seen uh, with with spring ball ending? It just seems as if the excitement behind Will Hall and everyone is is going to you know catapult us into the fall no question we're we're just we're very excited i got to hear you know i've got to know will over the, the last you know few few months but got to heard i got to hear him speak the other day to a group and uh there was a lot of folks in there that were not southern miss fans and he won them over quickly and 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 i've even seen some of those buy tickets already so he he is just a wonderful coach a wonderful man and we can't be more happy with with Will Hall right now. And in light of what you've been through for the past year, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, this fall will be more important than ever 
for people to buy season tickets and support the football program. You've got to start building back now financially. No doubt about it. We, we have to, and we, we hope, you know, and we're planning right now to be able to sell as many tickets as we possibly can, season tickets and single-game tickets. You know, that was a big hit last year, not being able to sell single-game tickets. You know, and our expenses uh, were, were more. And then, and we were not able to sell, you know, not even half the tickets that we normally sell. So, it, it is. It's always important, but it's especially important this year. No question. Isn't about it. that really the most, the single most important thing someone can do to support Southern Miss athletics is to buy tickets to the sporting events. No doubt about it. It's especially football season tickets. But yes, I mean everything, every sport. We need season ticket holders. We need that number to be high. And, uh, you know, people continue to do that every single year. And, and, you know, like Kelly said, you know, increasing your Eagle Club membership, whatever you can. You don't have to go all the way to the next level. If you can even increase 10% every year, that's going to make a difference if everybody can do that. What a lot of people may not understand, Lee, is that Eagle Club is, is all of the sports. Correct. A lot of the sports have their own individual support that the coaches can use that money for whatever they deem necessary. That's correct. But the Eagle Club money funds all scholarships. All scholarships, that is correct, every, every sport. But you're right, the sports clubs, it is important to donate to them as well. Because uh, you know they've kind of taken a hit as well, and they have expenses. So uh, every every sport has their own club that they have. That's their money to use for whatever they need, like the dugout club. You know the the diamond club. The, you know every every, the, every every sport has their own club, and it's important if you would like to help those sports directly to to give to those clubs. But the Eagle Club is is supporting every sport the scholarships for every sport all that money is going into one pot and then we divvy those scholarships out all right before we run out of time your prediction western kentucky here four games southern miss does what well i won't give a prediction but i I hope we have a sweep here uh sunday afternoon and you know how when you donate x amount of money you get your name in the football program so instead of putting my name in the program which i'm entitled to now I, I put Hideki Matsuyama's name in there. And, and, <laughs> so he actually gave you 50 bucks. Is that, That's what he's bragging about. So No, no, a no. 50 buck it, donation. It takes more than that club. to get into the program. He, he surprised me a little bit. Yeah. I'm not Let's say it you. one more time. Mr. Lee Applewhite, assistant athletic director wow. for development. We knew, him. we knew him before he became big time. <laughs> All right, Lee, thank you. We'll be thank back. You. We're at the Fuzzy's Taco Shop with the assistant athletic director, Lee Applewhite. Whoa. We'll be back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Friday at Fuzzy's Tacos. Eagle Hour live on site today in Midtown. Getting ready for a 4 o'clock first game. First pitch for Western Kentucky and Southern Miss. Game one this afternoon at 4 p.m. They moved it up to beat some rain tomorrow. A doubleheader beginning at 2. Sunday at 1 p.m. We'll go through the starting uh, rotation when we get to them in, in the pitching. So Luke Johnson, Kelly Center, Bob Getty. 
Trey Ziegler sitting back in with us. Kelly, that uh, whatever you were drinking is almost gone. Are you fit to continue? I think there's a leak in this cup somewhere. <laughs> but Bob, you we get you know we get really good feedback on the show every once in a while. I know there was one particular um, listener, yeah. Bob, that you wanted to talk. Uh, or say a listener hey to. by the name of Barry Grantham, and I just wanted to thank Barry for reaching out to me uh, this week, and we had some back and forth discussion about the show. And one thing he said that I wanted to point out uh, to you guys is he he thanked us for for doing an everyday source of Southern Miss Sports Talk, but he said, I want to thank you for being honest and truthful about the good and the bad, and that's uh, that's what we've always strived to do here, is uh, not just sugarcoat everything, but be honest about things. And, and anything that we say in the way of what could be perceived as criticism is criticism out of love, because absolutely three guys that do this show, and we're absolutely dedicated to Southern Miss. We love the Eagles. Absolutely. Alright, let's get some picks in. And I will give you the conference record to be able to to, uh, to help you out. First and foremost, Rice at UTSA. Rice, the worst team in Conference USA, or the bottom. Kind of hard to believe that they're they've fallen that far. Three twelve and one overall at UTSA. Seven and eight. Bob, you first. I think UTSA wins the series, probably three games to four. Uh, Wayne Graham has never looked so good in Houston. <laughs> Kelly? And, UT, and that's, that's saying something, because UTSA is not great. Right. You know, but Rice is abysmal. Um, and, I, and I say that with all due respect at a Mexican restaurant. The Rice University is not very <laughs> right, good. The Rice right. here is really Trey? good. Well, it could be uh, some bad baseball there, I guess. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say they're going to split, 2-2. Two, two. Nice. I'm going to say UTSA 3-1 to one at the birdbath. All right. Uh, FAU, the Battle of South Florida. FAU surprising 7-9 and nine this year. Coach McCormick uh, not having a great year down there with this club. They're at FIU 6-10. and 10. Bob? I like Florida Atlantic. I still think they have a lot of talent. Florida International hadn't really been that good, and uh, I have a lot of faith in the coaching staff at Atlantic. I think they probably win the series. Yeah, but, you know, they started out the season really, really well, right. FAU did, and they've, right. they've kind of been tanking lately. And I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Merville Melendez at FIU, the coach there, I really thought once he went there from, from Alabama State that he was exactly what the doctor ordered for FIU, but it has not been the case. I look for a split. I look for a split. Trey, I like to split, huh? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Atlantic to take uh, take three. I think they're the better okay. ball. Club. I'm going to go FAU three to one. Um, I think there's too much too much talent on that, and that's a big recruiting series. Also, uh, UAB five and eleven at Middle Tennessee seven eight and one. Golden Eagles will take on Middle Tennessee in in a week or so. Bob, two of the more mediocre teams in the league. I, I would look for them to split probably. Yeah, Middle Tennessee scares me to death. They're one of those teams when you look at their record, it's not all that impressive. And that'd be just the sort of team well, that would be the fly in the ointment. Careful. You know, I think MTSU gets them three three games. I'm gonna go with a split. Um, We'll, we'll see what happens there, but yeah, I'll go with the split. All right, uh, Marshall two and fourteen at Louisiana Tech twelve and four. Bob, <laughs> gee, <laughs> how about Louisiana Tech wins all four games? Uh, Bengals versus the Patriots. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're used to back. You going with like a sweep? I like yeah, I like La Tech. I like La Tech. Period. They're a good team. Yeah. Yeah, La Tech's very good. I'm I'm going to go with them, but uh, let's let's say they lose one game just to keep. I'll, I'll go with that. I think it's <laughs> going to be a sweep, yeah, but let's, let's hope for a three-one. Most intriguing, other than uh, obviously we're biased towards Southern Miss, Old Dominion thirteen and three at Charlotte fourteen mm. and two. Been waiting for this series because. The standings are going to change in Conference USA. Somebody's got to lose. Bob? I like Old Dominion. I think they're really good. I think both teams have had good years, but I see Old Dominion winning the series maybe 3-1. Yeah, see, I thought I thought you guys were going to go the other way with Charlotte. I don't know how in the world Charlotte is winning. 
I, I just well, don't know I how. I like Old Dominion. I think Old Dominion's a better team. I'm with you, Kelly. I think uh, Charlotte comes down to earth and Old Dominion gets gets three. I'm going to be the fly in the ointment. Charlotte's got the stronger strength to schedule. I'm going to go three to one. I kind of want Old Dominion to win because Old Dominion will play La Tech later and it'll help everybody's RPI. But I'm going to go Charlotte uh, three to one. All right. Uh, for us, Western Kentucky at Southern Miss, the starting rotations. Kate's against Stanley today. Sean Bergeron with a 367 ERA. He's a righty tomorrow against Walker Powell. A lefty in game two, Devin. Turbrack against Ben Etheridge, and then a TBA against Drew Boyd on Sunday. Western Kentucky against Southern Miss. After watching the Eagles play last week, all four games, I think they come in here and sweep Western Kentucky. Statistically, you'd probably go three to one for a Southern Miss advantage because you think you know Western Kentucky's fifty-fifty on the year. They'll they'll stumble and win one game. But I'm with you, Bob. I look for the brooms to be out this weekend. Trey? Agree, agree. Let's break out the uh, big push broom for the four-game sweep. we got to do it. We're 14th in RPI right now. If we were to go 3-1 and this weekend, projection RPI, we would drop to 20. If we were to sweep, we would hold at 14. So Eagles really need a sweep this weekend. I'd like to see Ben Etheridge have a better outing and uh, just, just... Pitch and play as you need to to pitch and play, and we'll sweep. Yeah, uh, but even but even twentieth wouldn't be that bad. I want to yeah. stay at fourteen. No, I hear you because we're ahead of Ole Miss today. I hear you. All right, I want to thank Trey. <laughs> Trey, thanks for having us down. Great lunch. My pleasure. We appreciate that. We want all our listeners to do business. Fuzzy's Taco Shop. It'll be a great place to come after the game. Have a Kelly Center watermelon margarita. That's, that's empty badly. now. <laughs> uh, and enjoy a great meal at Fuzzy's. Uh, until next time, everyone. Southern Miss to the to top. Into the future I want to fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.